And we had part one of this lesson. How many saw part one? You were. Okay, a couple of you. We're going to do part two and, and finish. We'll review a little bit for some of those folks that had not seen it. I know Aaron wasn't here. So what does it say up there? We're going to get out of our box a little bit and look at life. What does life mean, at least in the, uh, in the New Testament? What is life? And that's what we're looking at. Hey, it works. So we said there are three parts. Three parts. Earthly life, sustainment, investment, fullness of life, active, vigorous, living soul, breath, Feelings? Number one is bios or bios. So we had, I added our uh, Jonathan's child. So now our the three, four, we, we got one, two, three, four born the last six months. It's kind of amazing. So six months or so. So bios, that was the first, the first one. That's kind of the basic, basic life. So it's living, manner of life, livelihood. It's kind of the, the body. Think of it as the body. I had a verse, I won't read all the, the verse, but Mark 12, 21 at the end. For all they did cast in of their substance, but she, this is the widow, of her want, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And that is the bios, the bios. I think we mentioned last time that that word's also popular in a certain field of uh, endeavor. Does anybody remember what that field was? All of you have one of these things at home, most likely. The bios. Remember what that was? When you turn on your computer, what boots up? It's the BIOS system boots up. It's the BIOS. Unfortunately, today, I did not have an issue because we did the lesson the first time. I was trying to get everything printed and everything Sunday morning. All of a sudden, I turned the computer on and said, BIOS updating. So it goes for about 10 minutes updating the BIOS over and over. <laughs> I never get here. So that was the BIOS story. Few more verses. They which fell amongst thorns are they, which when they heard now go forth, are choked with cares and riches, pleasures of this life, of the body of the living, and bring no fruit to perfection. The woman with issue of blood has spent all her living upon physicians and such. So examples of the word bios. It's used 11 times in Scripture. So it's not, it's not a, think of it as, 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 it's a word that is just not out there to see. It's subdued. As far as the three parts of living, this is the least. However, if you remember your basic seminar, there were three parts, Right? And this should be the least, but a lot of times it's the most. 
It's that, what was that, development of reprobation, that chart? I don't have a copy of it, but that was the, the three parts. Which one is strongest as you go up through the, the ladder of reprobation? Then we had the uh, divided unto them his living. That was the prodigal son who took his living out. That was the first passage up there. And the second passage is the elder son. So I might make merry with my friends, but as soon as this thy son was come, she hath devoured thy living with harlots and killed for the fatty calf, and he sent unto them, See, son, thou art ever with me. All I have is thine. So he was upset about his brother coming and, and getting the, uh, the feast. So it was a prodigal son. Then we had some word studies up there. God's gift of physical life, earthly life. Also, biography comes from this word, bias. A few more verses. We won't go through all those again. We had done last time. They cast in all the living that she had. Timothy 2.1 Exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, kings, all that are in authority, and may lead a quiet, peaceable life. And that's the bias. Peaceable life. Endure hardness. It's a good soldier. Not entangling himself with the affairs of this life. So that's the, the bias. Okay, does that make sense? We kind of got that one. And at the end, forward. There we go. Remember the hunger stones. Those are the hunger stones. And we had, I think, Roger get, I, I asked, what year was this? And Roger guessed, well, maybe 10 years ago. These are stones that appear when the water level of a particular rivers in Europe get too low. And they were marked there as remembrance. When, the, when you read this, you're going to have famine. You're going to have problems. If you can read this, it's not going to be good. So what year does it say up there? Sixteen, <laughs> sixteen. How many years ago is that? <laughs> a couple? So water level in Europe in some parts are down to a 400-year low. And we've all heard of issues. Uh, I mentioned some. I mean, some people out there think it's kind of like Y2K. Um, food forecast, I, I saw a listing. I mean, wheat's down around the world. Rice is down production. Um, all of those things, even potatoes that are down. Um, I mentioned that in California, they have a, a harvest of uh, called the, the second 
second level of tomatoes, second grade, the ones that go into the cans, all the canned stuff. With all the drought, it's going to be a poor harvest. So when the existing all the cans are gone through and they, they recan later this year, there will be fewer cans and things will be more expensive. So things like spaghetti sauce, tomato sauces, and all that stuff. So all that is coming. And we all heard about the beef, about ranchers taking a lot of their cattle to market early because they can't afford to feed them because of the feed, the droughts. And the forecast that beef will go up significantly once, once that bubble of cattle go through the uh, system. Inflation, recession, we've heard about that. This is, a, again, this is the BIOS, the living, what's, what's out there around us. Tier 1 railroads, we talked about that a little bit. Anybody heard anything about the railroads? Yes, you heard something about the railroads? No? Okay. Do we still have a microphone somewhere? Oh, yeah. You want to repeat? Oh. There's nothing. I just, you know, I've heard little blips about the railroads in the news that, you know, they're still squabbling about stuff and they haven't come to a decision. And yeah, it's still out there. So on the railroads, <clears throat> uh, the first tier, I think there were 12 or 16. Four of the, the railroad folks have settled, and there's still 12 or 14 out to settle. The uh, strike date is this Friday, if they don't resolve. If the railroads go down significantly, then that affects almost everybody. There's so much that's hauled by railroads. So. But again, Joshua 1.9, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, who with the server thou goest. So we should not be fearful or afraid. We should understand what's going on and do what we, as we cry out to the Lord, what he would have us to do. Maybe set aside a little extra food, a little extra this or that. Um, certainly pay off debts and such. Uh, it seems like the country's coming through a tipping point of some sort and uh, this needs to be resolved. The Lord will resolve it one way or the other. But we know at the end, we win, right? We win. Okay, so that's the bias. What's the next one? Who knows what the next one was? <coughs> Zoe. Zoe. What was a Zoe? Zoe is essentially... Called the spirit. And simply stated, it's whenever you see the words everlasting life, that's Zoe, that's spirit. Matthew 7 13, straight is the gate, narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. That's the Zoe. That's the Zoe. Used 135 times, a lot more than Bios. 
That may indicate something. It's used a lot more in the body. In Matthew 18, 8. It's better for thee to enter into life. That's the Zia, Zoe. Halter made rather than having two hands or two feet. Cast an everlasting fire. Zoe. 135 times. And we had more verses that we went through. At the end of the first one, Matthew 19, it would be 29, said, shall inherit everlasting life. So whenever you see everlasting life, that's pretty much going to be the, the Zoe, the Spirit. John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. In verse 4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's the Zoe. That's the Spirit. Okay, does that make sense? Don't spend too much more time on this. Some more verses, eternal life. Got the tree of life. Crown of life. It all makes sense, right? Sounds like the Spirit of Zoe. So this is the second part. And that's kind of a review. Body and Spirit. So what's missing? Last time we said, what's missing? Got the body and spirit, what's missing? Soul. Soul. Next one is Suki. Suki, breath, the soul. Used 104 times. Not quite as many as Zoe, but a lot more than the Bias. And a lot of times you see it as soul. So I'd like to read the Matthew verse for us. We got a microphone. Matthew 10, 26. Someone wants to find that. Matt, go ahead or give it to whoever. You've got that. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. And keep, oh, going. keep going. Keep going. Um, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light, and what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay, so soul... Twice. And that's the Suki. Okay, so I'd like to read uh, Matthew 11, 28 and 29 and 30, please. Elder Dan. Give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest upon your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Very good. Okay, so we're getting understanding. 
So in the word studies, it's to breathe, blow. It's the root of the English words for psychology. For psychology. The first John 3.13 actually uses both. But sometimes it's, it's difficult when you see life in there and lives and live. Which, which what are we talking about? So it's actually, it's, it's used different ways. Here we go. Marvel not, my brethren. If the world hate you, we know that we have passed from death into life. That's a Zoe. That's the eternal life. Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Ye know that no murderer hath eternal life. Zoe. Abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, seeth his brethren have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Same word, life, but the different root word. So anybody want to give an idea how this, what this means? Verse 16, laid down his life for us. What does that mean? What does that mean? Laid down his life for us. Okay. There's a mic. Get a microphone up there. Um, that I think that, that he surrendered his life. It wasn't taken from him, okay. but he willingly uh, gave it. Okay, willingly gave it. In First Thessalonians five twenty three, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul, Suki and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. So there we have all three listed. Pray God your whole spirit and soul and body. All three parts listed. So I found some old charts that you've seen. Anybody remember those things? Look familiar? A little bit? From the basic seminar years ago. So soul, mind, will, and emotions. Mind, will, and emotions, the suki. The mind, will, and emotions. Does that make sense? Mind, will, and emotions. So if we go back to this verse, 1 John 3.13, in verse 16, Hereby perceive we love of God because he laid down his life for us. So if that is suki, as Dan said, laid his life down willingly. So if we 
insert the words mind, will, and emotion, what does that mean? Yes, John. So, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and Christ is 100% God, 100% man. So I think when it's talking about pouring out his suki, and we read through the various uh, gospels, and we see the life of Christ and how he had compassion and spent hours and hours and hours healing people, he was still bound, willingly bound, by the constraints of a physical body. And he had a mind, a will, and emotion. And if we've ever been in a taxing situation where we're under a lot of intense pressure for a long period of time, you know, we can sense that, man, it gets really tiring. And I think that when we read that verse and we think about the fact that Yes, his life was perfect and his blood was perfect for, to re- absolve us of sin through faith. Also, when he was here physically, he gave his life ultimately mm-hmm. on the cross, but he also gave his life on a daily basis as mm-hmm. he served the people that he encountered. So it's, you just meditate on it. It's, you know, he, he, he was perfect, so he had perfect emotions Whereas I can have compassion on someone, but I'm limited by my sin nature. Whereas he was perfect. And when he had perfect compassion, that's a, it's just amazing to think about. That's kind of what I, okay. my interpretation of Very good. that verse. Okay, so I'd like to read this passage. It's the passage about the sheep, the good shepherd. Starting with... John 10, 7, used three times. Oh, Mr. Quinnett, or whoever would like to read. John 10, 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Keep going. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. There shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my father love me, 
because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down my life, I lay it down of myself, and I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up, take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Okay, and this life again is suki, the mind, will, and emotions. Maybe a little bit different than what you had thought when you had first read this these verses years ago. So not just it's not just a be us, but it's the the suki. Let's go a little bit further, and we'll we'll come out with the verse that I had mentioned to Mr. Dan that we would get to. John 12, 25, He that loveth his life shall lose it. That hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. That's the Zoe. It's mixed in there. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. The cause came I into this hour. John 13. When Peter said, I will lay down my life for thy sake, Jesus said, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, say unto thee, the cock, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Thrice. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I always call that the uh, grenade verse. You know, Dan, Dan sees a grenade, and he, in three seconds he falls on it, and he saves five people, and, and that was it. He fulfilled this verse. But what does it really mean? It means I think it means more than that. It means getting out of our box. It means am I going to give up my... My emotions, my schedule, is this a longer term of time? Is this something we do day by day, hour by hour? We give up of what we want to do? Life of selflessness? So if our friend comes to us and says, I really need your help, and you have all these great plans, and he's really urgent. So, but if you lay down your, your schedule for your friend, you show greater love. So this is a little different way of looking at this verse. I'm not saying it, it's not the grenade verse. It's still, if somebody throws themselves on the grenade and saves people, it's greater love hath no man. Comment? Yeah. I think that fits really well with um, Ephesians 5. It says, husbands loved your wives yes. as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. It's not saying we need to go you know, die. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we should ultimately... But ultimately, that's our daily life, yeah. how, we, how we live, yeah. and uh, we give up our life for our wives. I think that fits really well with... That, that's a really good point. And it, it's a longer term. This is a long time frame. Some people think, I mean, when I first read it, okay, it's, it's okay, your wife's out there, someone's shooting, you jump in front, take the bullet, that's it, you gave your life. But this is saying, 
wow, this is not instant time, instant decision. This is day by day, hour by hour. It's also not a... Get a mic microphone. Also, not an instant decision. You know, jumping on the grenade or jumping in front of the bullet is something you do thoughtlessly. Yeah. Where if you're dying to self daily, then it's a continuous mm -hmm. thought, and it's it's much more um, sacrificial. Because after you land on the grenade, you can't change your that's mind, yeah. or maybe you have, but it's too late. Yeah. You don't. We don't ever mm -hmm. know. Um, but that's something you have to do constantly, every day. So in my mind, this actually is more difficult. This is more, this is like you say, this is, this is much more difficult than, okay, I'm going to have my three-second instant save somebody. This is, like you see, I'll make a decision. Exactly, yeah. I have my plans, what I want to do. What is my testimony going to be for those around me if I actually commit this? That's Does this seem to make sense? Kind of enlarge your, enlarge your vision of this verse? Our future plans. I know Amy going to North Carolina. I mean, obviously the Bogners had to change some of their plans to be able to help her. No, they may have had something else planned. So greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life, mind, will, and emotion to Suki, his schedule, his future plans. Testimony to those around. Anybody have an example you'd like to share? Which I know is hard because you just heard this. Any other comments? Years ago, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I'm you know, been running some strong searches over here on my phone, trying to kind of wrap my mind around the different things. And obviously, you know, you could make things a little bit more broad than this, but the way I see it, we're all living human beings. We all have Suki. We all have a life. Um, sometimes the Bible, a lot of times it translates as a soul. Um, so you have like eight souls were saved from the flood. So, or you could say eight lives were saved from the flood. Um, so we all have Suki. We're all alive. But in order to keep living, we need Zoe. We need finances, we need food, we need the, the stuff that keeps the life going. The bias. Or yeah, the bias, bias. the bias, the bias, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the God's call to us is to rise above the Suki and the bias and think mm -hmm. to eternal life, which is the Zoe. So that's while we're living in the midst of Suki and Bios, we need to also be thinking about Zoe. So the Zoe should be bigger in our lives than the other two. should be greater. Good point. Okay, I'll give you, give you a story that I think uh, helps with this. Years ago, uh, my dad had a, had a stroke. And it's, uh, I won't go through the whole story, but he's actually uh, in, in the house, and this is in Kansas, and we were here, and they found him two days later. So he had some partial paralysis, and, but he was strong, he lived through it, and we would help him go up. 
through the rehabilitation and all that kind of stuff, we would go through and, and go up there occasionally. Sometimes my wife and Earl of Samuel would just stay there for a month. Um, it was kind of funny because they had to learn to drive his car. Anybody even know what three on the tree is? Yeah, some of you do. Some of you would never heard that. <laughs> Be quiet in the back. <laughs> so three on the tree, old Nova, little six-cylinder. And my wife had always had some problems with that, with the clutch and the, and the gearing and all that. So, <laughs> John, you remember that. Have you ever driven a three on the tree, John? You have? Wow. I'm impressed. You should explain how that, explain how that works. <laughs> it didn't, go very well. didn't go very well. Okay. Essentially, the gear shift is on the steering column. So up, down, out, down. It's, it's the way it used to be years ago. So they, they did that. And there was one Christmas, about 2002-ish or so. And we had some invites after Christmas to the Wits. And somebody remember, you remember the Wits, some of you. And so we go there for, we gone there before, for New Year's. So, should we go there for New Year's? But we knew that my dad in Kansas, he had the ceiling had kind of collapsed in the living room. The, the sheetrock had come, come off, I guess all those years. So he had that replaced and repaired, but no insulation on it. You know, it gets kind of cold in Kansas. So we said, well, what should we do? Do we go to Kansas and help him or go to our January 1 ceremony, the celebration? So we said, well, if I take the older two boys, we'll drive up there. Well, we'll do the... Greater love hath no man than this. So we drove up there over January 1, put in the, the sheetrock, I mean the uh, insulation above the sheetrock and all that, got it fixed up. He was really happy about that. But we gave up of our time. And we could do that. So we did, we did that, and we, we drove back home. And it turns out that, sorry, one week later, he passed away. So we never would have seen him. So that's our example of following this. Without that, we never would have seen him. And we have regretted that for years. Comments? John, you have a comment? Something relatively similar. My mom, she was 
old and kind of more or less bedridden for about six months. And she uh, really liked to go, she really liked um, Luby's. And so I would go and go in the drive-through to get her Luby's. And it was extremely slow and I'm a somewhat impatient individual sometimes. And I would be waiting in this line at Luby's to go through the drive-through and it was painstakingly slow. <laughs> and I think oftentimes how I wish this was in Tomball, you know, right there at the corner. And now I look back and think, man, I would, I would wait in that line any day. But, and it was before 99, so it was a very arduous drive out there. There was a million lights. It was light after light after light. And I just always told myself, you know, there's going to be some day pretty soon where I'm not going to see her. And that day came. And, I, and I'm like you, I'm so grateful that I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it and just, I wish I could, I wish I, I would sit through a million lights and three car lane lubies mm. drive through right now to go see her again. So. Mm. Great story. Dan? I have it kind of the opposite, really, because it, I mean, these rewards for this is not only internal, but we, the rewards you had for seeing your father, you mm -hmm. know, for, for doing that was to have that time with your father. Well, my dad was living in Georgia, and I have a brother and a sister, and he, he wanted me and my brother to come to his house because he knew he was going to be dying soon, and he wanted us, he wanted to divide up his tools which a lot of them had belonged to my grandfather as well. Um, and I didn't really understand it all at the time, and I, and, I, and I didn't really want to drive all the way to Georgia. So I didn't go. I just told my dad, well, let, let Steve take what he wants, and you know, I'll get what's left, because um, I knew it would, my brother wouldn't be unfair. Um, but looking back at it now, I think what my dad really wanted was for me and my brother mm -hmm. to be there with him together and I should have saw it then um, and uh, that was an opportunity that I missed because I, I just didn't want to go to Georgia and I could have I was retired mm -hmm. I could have gone down there but I just didn't want to do it so it's kind of the negative, negative side of it I guess it's still a good example of how we can we have a choice to make <laughs> it's also I mentioned in the previous slide or this one's in my testimony what we do, who's watching us? Who's watching us day by day? Our children. What do they see? What do they, they hear us say something, but they see us do something that's more important than what we say. So by us showing love to my dad, that taught our children how to maybe care for us or care for other people or their in-laws. So we're, we're trying to, you know, it's a character thing. It's often caught, not taught. So our testimony goes to other people. Any other comments? So leave a good inheritance to your children by, by our actions. I, I have one. Okay. The microphone. Dan has to do double duty. 
Thank you. Um, and this is um, um, just the power of God's word uh, when, uh, you know, we just uh, sharing God's word with our children, reading it. And, and there's a verse saying that uh, Jesus did not have a pillow to lay his hand, I mean, his head. And, um, and so um, one time when um, I, I, my grandma was babysitting my kids, um, he, uh, Mateo, uh, I found him, he was about maybe four. He was on the on the ground with a shoe. On, the the shoe was like his pillow, and he was on the ground without a um, um, a sheet or anything, just sleeping. And so I uh, I was really upset at my grandma. I said, "Why do you have him on the floor? I mean, this is my baby." <laughs> and he said, "No, he said he wants to be a missionary, and <laughs> Jesus didn't have a pillow, so he doesn't want one either." <laughs> and so um, and so as he grew up, I mean, he uh, liked to sleep on the floor, and I said. Why you want to sleep on the floor? Well, he just wanted to. Um, he, he said that that he just he preferred for some reason, silly reason. But anyways, uh, but God was preparing him. And um, when he goes to the mission field, and he, sometimes he stays weeks on the floor, and he says he sleeps so well <laughs> that he he's I mean, like if he was in a in a nice bed, he has good rest and. And just God's word is, you know, the inheritance we can leave to our children. It's Amen. beautiful. Okay. All right. Um, John, you'd like to dismiss, dismiss us, please? We'll get, we'll get a microphone to you. We need two of them. All these work together. It's not just Suki. It's not just be us. Zoe should be number one, our everlasting life. All work together. Father, we're so grateful, Lord, to you for your life, Father, the life that you poured out for us, Lord, um, physically and spiritually, Lord, that we may inherit eternal life, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, for that. And Father, we just ask now for your blessing on the rest of this day, Lord. Pray that we'd meditate on what we learned about uh, the body, soul, and spirit, Father. And we're grateful, Lord, to you for your Perfect blood on Calvary, Father, be with us this day now in Christ's name, amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>